Welcome to another episode of Not So Vanilla. I am your host, Chloe, and this is the place, the open space, where you and I can discuss the not-so-traditional ways of living your most authentic life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Not So Vanilla. Thrilled to have you all here and welcome to any new listeners that are just starting to tune in. Um, Okay, so yes, we are a day late with the episode this week. Uh, Thank you for your patience. But, you know, it was a long weekend, Easter, took a day off, which was lovely, spent some time with family, put on a really nice lunch, all those kind of things. So, you know, sometimes sometimes you've got really good structures set in place and sometimes you've just got to move things around a little bit to make it fit into your life. And for me right now, with all the different things that I'm trying to juggle at the moment, which I'm loving doing, um, I'm finding it's quite hard to find that balance between, okay, um, you know, I'm the only one that is bringing in generating revenue for my businesses. So I need to be working on them 24 seven, as opposed to, okay, let me work on my business for this amount of time. And then let me dedicate that other amount of time to my own self-care and making sure that I'm looking after my mind and my body. Because honestly, if I'm not if I'm not balancing my time effectively where I spend a certain amount of time on my businesses and a certain amount of time on doing things that fill up my cup, which is something that you really need to focus on, then I'm doing a disservice to both myself and my businesses. So that's something that I'm really trying to work on is finding a bit of a better balance. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at prioritization, you know, what, what am I, what do I need to prioritize? What, needs to get done today and what can wait till tomorrow? Um, You know, what can I do for myself today that's going to focus on self-care and making sure that I'm looking after myself? Um, I'm doing a couple of things. Actually, I um, like usually I'll probably have, you know, I don't know, three or four nights a week where I'll have a glass of wine or two. Um, Now I'm doing no wine during the week and only on weekends. And I'm just doing that to support my health. I'm also dedicated to CrossFit, obviously. Um, so I do that four to five times a week and that just focuses on my fitness levels. So I'm doing something again for my body and my mind. Um, and obviously I've got a little Theodore who's currently outside right now. He's been banished um, because he was making too much noise. Um, and I walk him and spend time with him as well. So, you know, I'm always making, I'm making sure now that I'm doing things that are going to support healthy functioning uh, a healthy functioning body, mind, and um, and soul, really. So, I'll keep you guys posted on how I go with um, staying balanced on that. But anyway, um, the week that has been so, yes, Easter, Easter long weekend. Um, as I said, had a day where I spent time with family. The rest of it was working away. Um, I spent. Um, I've went, been to a few different cafes recently for my social media work and for my foodie blogging. And yeah, the rest of the time I've been working on um, Chloe Spillane Consulting, which is my career coaching business, which is really starting to pick up. So that's super exciting. And of course, uh, dedicating time to the podcast. So yeah, things are ticking along pretty nicely. Okay, so today's topic is something that is very significant to me and something I I'm extremely passionate about. Um, we're not going down the sexual route today. So something could be a little bit of a different flavor, but I feel like it is still something that 
is so important in our lives and something that we really need to have good strategies on how to manage and how to um, fully understand how we as individuals respond to certain situations that have this element. So that element and topic that I'm talking about is failure. So specifically today, we're going to be talking about how you can use failure to fuel you, how you can overcome setbacks and how you can move forward with a new sense of strength. Me personally, I have failed a few times quite dramatically. Um, You know, that can be across anything. It can be across life. It can be across relationships, jobs, financially, anything that you um, have in your life, there is opportunity to fail. Um, So I think it's, it's important to recognize all those different factors of your life and how, um, you know, if there are areas that you have failed in, what you have done to come back from that and how you have grown or changed um, as a person moving forward. But it it can be quite obviously debilitating if you do fail and um, you don't have clear strategies or a a good idea or sense of self um, to enable you to move forward effectively. So that's what we're going to be covering today. Um, Firstly, we're going to go through a bit of a bit around what failure looks like. Um, We'll talk about what it feels like and, you know, the different ways that we tend to respond to that. Um, Then we'll be talking around some strategies on how to how to um, manage failure, like how to manage those emotions and some really clear steps to put in place to move forward um, effectively and to um, feel good about yourself and to use failure as something that propels you forward instead of um, pulling you back. And then we're going to um, go into a bit of a story time. So this is how we're going to structure um, the potty moving forward. Um, I'm going to finish off with a story to, a story of my own, my own personal experience. Uh, and then finishing off, we will go through just some key takeaways from today, um, what we've learned, what we're going to take moving forward, and um, you know what what are the real lessons that we're learning. So look, let's um, let's get into it and let's learn how to fail tremendously and then move on. So when you think of the word failure, I feel like it has this really negative connotation to it. Like obviously fail means to not achieve something or um, as the Google definition came through as the neglect or omission of expected or required action, which I feel like that just means nothing. Um, But it really is that sense of I tried something um, and I did not achieve it, or I was given a task and I did not follow through with it, or I did not reach the finish line. So it's never really a positive thing that some that people talk about, though I believe that failure can be a really good thing. I think that you need to fail at least once in your life because when you fail, that is when you learn the most and that is where you grow the most. So if you're not failing in life, if you are forever treading on eggshells, avoiding risk, pain or conflict, I don't really believe that you are living your life to its full potential. You know, they say the magic happens when you step out of that comfort zone. And look, if you do fail, you're always going to gain something um, from that specific situation, you know, whether that's learning how to um, how to pivot and adapt and make quick changes or, you know, taking strides in a different direction, um, learning how to pick yourself up and continue moving forwards. Um, Look, and you may fail again and again and again, but at least you're living a life that is void of what ifs and filled with at least I tried. Okay. So when we fail, what happens? I think there's a few 
feelings that we generally go through, first off, you're going to feel like shit. Um, It never feels good to fail. It's like that feeling of your stomach just falling out from underneath you, um, feeling absolutely miserable. You crawl into a little ball. We hate ourselves for a little bit. We go through all of the, you know, I could have done this. I should have done this. I would have done this if I knew about this and blah, 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 blah. But knowing that you very well cannot go and change what's happened, like it's already happened, it's done. Um, but it's so hard to not, <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to stop yourself from thinking all of those, oh God, if I'd just done it like this, it wouldn't have happened like that. Um, so then of course we get a bit depressed because we know that we can't control what's happened. Um, it's in the past and we can't change that. Then I think we go either one of two ways. So the first way is getting that real revenge streak going, you know, fuck the world, stuff this, like, I'm going to come back from this. I'm going to show them all. I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, go me. Like there's that side of it. Or there's the side of I'm terrified of everything. I'm never going to try anything new again or put myself out there. I'm going to avoid everything and never leave my room ever again. So I think like they are two very extreme sides of the spectrum. And I think you need to be quite careful with that vengeful revenge piece because that will tend to lead you down the path of having this insane surge of adrenaline and motivation. Um, You'll absolutely throw yourself into proving someone or something or, you know, I don't know, some idea wrong or right. And then because you are just throwing yourself into something without even processing what's happened, you will burn out and you probably won't even feel satisfied with the outcome if you do get to some new, um, I don't know, new level. Just say like, for example, you um, you get dumped or something like that and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to show this guy wrong or this girl. I'm going to go and um, go on a diet. I'm going to lose all these kilos. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be like um, the hottest thing ever and he's going to regret that he ever lost me. Like I'm, I hate to break this to you, but he or she or they, they will not really care if you go and then lose like all this weight and turn into like what you deem as a hotter version of yourself. And when you realize that you'll just feel, you'll feel so terribly unfulfilled, you know, you will like, God, it's, I'm saying this because I've experienced it, but it's actually that the worst feeling where you're, where you go and you put yourself through this pain or torture to try and get back at someone. And then you realize that they don't care. And it is just the most emptying feeling I think you can experience because you threw yourself into something that you thought would make someone feel a certain way and they just have not changed at all and you don't feel any better for it. So look, trying to get back at someone or get revenge or have this thing of spite, um, it's not really going to lead to any form of um, fulfillment or happy ending in any kind of way. Now, the other end of that spectrum is the person that has been so debilitated by a setback or or failure that they completely turn into a shell of themselves. They retreat, they pull back, they, you know, they avoid anything that is going to put them in a situation where they may fail or they may not succeed. And then in turn, that then means that they are not going to be living their life to the fullest. And I get it. I've been there. I've been in it. I've been in that space where you just feel like you can't put another step forward because you are so crushed by something that's really um, affected, affected you in an adverse way. 
But look, it is all about how you manage those next steps. Um, You can get through it. You can overcome whatever setback comes your way. And you don't have to go at it like, you know, at 10,000 miles an hour. You don't have to go at it like a bull at a gate. You can go about it gently, gently. Um, You know, every day that you make some form of progress is is another day that you are turning into a new and improved version of yourself or you are... um, getting over something that has happened to you. It's it's just all about remembering that um, every day is a new day that you can choose to move forward um, or move the scale just that tiny little bit. And every day that you do that will take you one step closer um, to be completely, completely healed from whatever you have gone through. The place I think you really want to try and be in is having that mindset of not being afraid to fail. This is one of the most powerful mindsets you can have and spaces you can be in because if you are not afraid to fail, you will always put yourself out there. You will always put yourself first. You will put your needs and asks on the table and then you will find yourself in situations that you've never dreamt of um, because you have this sense of confidence. You know, you have this knowing feeling that even if this isn't going to work out, you will still have learned something from it and you will still grow as a person and you're okay with that. And that's the power of not being afraid to fail is that you will put 100% into, you'll put 100% energy into something. Um, You won't hold back and you know that whatever happens in this situation, you will be okay. And that is a very powerful space to be in. Obviously, though, you're not going to get to that point straight away. You know, you're you're not going to face some kind of failure or go through a setback in the next day and be like, okay, I'm totally fine, moving on. Um, You know, we're all human. We all go through emotions. We all have to get through the pain in some way or face that feeling that we're going through. Um, And there are some immediate tactics that you can put into place when you go through some form of setback or you are facing um, facing failure in some way. And that really just revolves around the self-care piece. So I've got some points here that I want to run through with you. And it's really just about making sure that you do each of these steps just to really look after yourself because it can be really traumatic when you go, when you do fail at something or when you do face um, some form of setback. So the first one is using your support network. Um, I personally can be can find this really challenging um, asking for help, but it is really important that you do it. You know, reach out to your friends, family, and those around you. Talk to them about what you're going through. Um, talk to them about how you're feeling, and ask them for ask them for their support. You know, um, they will they do care about you, and they will give you the time you need to um, to support you through whatever you're going through. And be kind to yourself, you know, understand what you need and what you can and can't give at that certain point in time. You know, you, you might have, um, all these commitments that you've said that you would, would go to, but you know, you might be feeling so down or, um, you might be feeling really upset about what you've gone through that you, that you don't have the energy to put yourself out there. And that's okay. You know, I think it's just about being, about being honest about the space that you're in, acknowledging that. And, and then, um, you know, being kind enough to yourself that you can say, okay, I'm really not feeling great right now. I'm going through this thing. I know I committed to doing A, B and C this week, but I'm actually just going to have to pull back on that because I need to look after myself. It's really important that you acknowledge that. It's really important that you put your needs first and you do things that are going to fill up your cup and make you feel good about yourself. Once you've gathered yourself, cried it all out, gone through through the emotions, um, the anger, the sadness, whatever it is, it's time to take a step back and 
really look at what happened. Start to be objective. Take out the emotions and get logical. Now, I find this extremely hard to do because I'm a very emotional person and I'm highly sensitive. So for me to completely step out of a situation that directly impacts me and look at, um, you know, look at happen, look at what happened from an objective way. I find that, I find that very um, difficult. So, you know, I have to really make a conscious effort to go, okay, Chloe, just remove all the emotion, remove how you feel about what happened and just look at the, um, look at the scenario and look at what the literal, literal actions and consequences of what happened, happened. And then once, when I, when I look at that and when I look at the situation or the failure or the setback in that way, I, I almost start to feel better about it because I'm like, okay, I've removed all the emotion. This is what's happened. This is the cause and the effect and the result. And, and that's that. And it kind of um, gives you this closure in a way. And it's almost resolute, like, um, you know, this is what's happened nothing can change that and we need to move forward. Um, and that is generally how it has worked for me in the past when I've had to deal with any kind of issue um, is that I, it's all about that acceptance piece, right? And I don't think you get to that acceptance level until you look at it with that objective lens. So it's really important that you do make that conscious effort to step outside, almost like, you know, that outer body thing, look at it with another lens Um, and, uh, you will see, you will see it in a different light and you will see the bigger picture. Um, and it will definitely benefit you in terms of how you overcome that. Now, if you have royally messed up something, you know, you know, that the failure was due to something that you did, or you're at fault, then it is critically important that you are just honest with yourself about that. You know, you need to, again, step outside of the situation and look at what could you have done differently? What could you have done better? How could you have avoided this certain failure happening? I think it is going to make you uh, a much more successful person and um, self-aware person if you look at any failure that you have been potentially or partially responsible for and take real ownership of that. I think that will help you move on from it and it will help you accept it. Uh, I think if people do um, do go through some kind of failure and they have a part to play and they don't accept that, then it's going to just be this thing that lingers inside you forever and you're never going to get over it. You're never going to move on. And it's just going to be this like little chip on your shoulder. So the more that you have the maturity and the awareness to accept when, when you're in the wrong or when you could have done something better, the better off you're going to be as a person. The thing is, though, about that is that you don't need to beat yourself up and, you know, go all, oh, my gosh, I'm a terrible person. I can't believe I did that. I'm, you know, I, I can't live with myself about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it like shit happens. We all we all fuck up at some point in our lives. Like we all make mistakes. So, look, of course, you're going to be feeling pretty shitty about it. But if you if you accept it and you're like, OK, yeah, I really fucked up. Like this is this is on me. I accept that but I'm going to make a change. I'm going to, you know, learn from this as a person and I'm going to grow and move forward because once you understand what you've learned from it, you will then work on yourself to avoid making a similar mistake in the future. And I don't know about you, but when, when someone is in the wrong or someone has done something wrong to you and they can't accept it, 
it just turns me off them as a person completely. If someone turns around and says to me, yeah, I'm really sorry, like I stuffed up, I was wrong here, um, then they're going to be so much more attractive to me as a person because they can own their shit. And at the end of the day, that's all we want. That's really all we need to do. Own our shit, accept it and move forward with it. The fourth piece of um, moving on from failure or getting over a setback is to completely acknowledge it. So whether you write it down or whatever it is, um, you need to observe what happened in the experience, what you've learned from it and what changes you are going to put in place moving forward. You need to look at what real actions you are going to put in place to improve or change the trajectory of that failure and how it affects your life. You need to look at how you are going to use that failure to fuel you to become a better person. So now that we've talked about failure and we have discussed some strategies on how to move on from that and how to use that failure as fuel to move forward, um, we're going to go into a bit of a story. So it is story time with Chloe time. Okay, so the first, well, I guess the only setback um, that we'll go into today is a pretty fresh one for me, and it is talking about my recent redundancy. So it's it's an interesting one. Um, look, you can look at it as being, I like it's definitely a setback. Failure, I'm not sure. Um, I've got a point around that later on, but it's, you know, it was technically based on a business decision to do with the restructure, um, cost cutting, those kind of things. So technically it wasn't that I failed at my job. It just, my job became, it didn't become, it wasn't important enough to keep in the business, but it's interesting when I went through this process of getting over this setback, one of the key pieces for me was looking at it in a, from a different lens and, and because obviously all of my friends and family were super supportive and gave me all the words of encouragement um, that I needed. Uh, but for me, I took a step back one day and I said, said to myself, you know, Chloe, um, yes, they told you that this was not to do with performance. Yes. They told you that you're great at your job, blah, blah, blah. But what could you have done differently to avoid this outcome? If you could go back and change something, what would that be? And I looked at it and I'm like, well, they literally removed my job function because I I wasn't deemed important enough or critical enough to stay. So maybe I could have shown them that I'm actually invaluable to that business. Maybe I should have, you know, done more with my role. Maybe I should have shown them that I'm not replaceable and they can't operate without me. You know, there, there could have been things that I could have done there, but look, would that have changed the outcome? Who knows? Though I think it was important for me to be a little bit humble in that way that, um, to not completely put the blame on someone else and say, well, look, if we're going to be completely open here, perhaps there are some things that I could have done differently to avoid this outcome. Of course, before I got to that stage, I was very sad. Oh my God. I was like a shell of myself. And uh, God, the way, uh, the way the week was like, I, um, I got told I was made redundant in the morning. Um, and I, I was out of the office about 45 minutes later. I hadn't even finished my morning coffee and I did not go back into the office. I was finished the next day. It was done within 24 hours. Brutal. I felt like I was in corporate America, but honestly, that's just, you know, 
that I don't have any resentment towards the business. Like it was a business decision. Sometimes these these tough calls need to be made. And, you know, I felt a lot of empathy for the person that had to give me that, tell me that news because it wasn't even her decision. Um, so, you know, you can't take things too personally. Um, you need to understand that decisions need to be made. Sometimes they're going to affect you and that's just life. And that's the, um, and that's how I looked at it you know, objectively talking about the tactics from before, um, I really, you know, took the lens out, um, took the objective lens out to go, okay, this is a business decision. It had to be made because of A, B, and C. And unfortunately I was affected in this, but yeah, definitely. I, I would have, I would say that I was in shock for like four days. And the crazy thing was, um, you know, the day after I got made redundant, I had totally forgot that I had signed up for this um, like part-time hospitality work. You know, I just wanted to get some extra extra cashola on the side to save up for moving to New York. And so, um, yeah, I got made redundant. Then the next morning um, at like 10 a.m. and I'd been crying for like an, a solid hour before that. I guess at 10 a.m. and I get this like calendar alert been like interview in half an hour. And I was like, holy shit. I completely forgot that I had scheduled this bloody interview for 10.30 a.m. on the Friday. So there I am having just been made redundant and I already had an interview somewhere else literally less than 24 hours later. So I remember I got on the call at 10.30 and the woman's looking at me and I'm like, look, I'm really sorry. I don't usually look like this, but I was just made redundant. So I'm just trying to gather myself a little bit. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And she goes, okay, so uh, run me through your experience. And I literally just went into autopilot and I was like, okay, like this is my experience. And within 15 minutes, she was like, yep, hired you. We've got you, Um, you know, we're going to offer you the job. And I was like, great, thanks. Got off the call and just started crying again. And I was like, oh my God, I just got a job and I've just been made redundant less than 24 hours ago. What is my life? Oh my God. It was just super intense. And um, yeah, I, I was in shock. I felt super sad. Like I was so depressed. Like I thought I was going to be staying with that company for years. So yeah, it was such a setback for me. It really knocked me about. Um, and yeah, it was luckily for me, I had some family things on that weekend. So my mom came down and she looked after me, but it was interesting. I really wanted to make sure that I was looking after myself. Um, and, um, you know, my poor mom, she was, (laughs) not around the best company being with me that weekend. But I remember, you know, she was being really supportive and trying to say, maybe we can go do some nice things. But I I felt so drained. Um, I just felt I had like the energy zapped from me that I just literally wanted to sit on the couch for three hours and do nothing. And my mom was so supportive um, for me through that whole time. Um, and I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, but, you know, it, going back to those four steps, I really really wanted to look after myself. And, um, I said no to specific social outings. I really just paid attention to what my body needed at the time. Um, but then of course, look, look <laughs> that didn't last very long. Um, I, about like, I don't know, five days after the redundancy, I, um, I put up a post on my LinkedIn and, um, uh, you know, announcing that I was made redundant. And then my network on LinkedIn went absolutely nuts. And I had all these people reach out, reaching out to me with opportunities, which was incredible. But then I found myself going to, you know, 10 plus meetings a week. I think in a two week period, I went to 23 different meetings and interviews talking about job opportunities. And I hadn't even fully processed what I had gone through. So that's that whole piece about completely diving in and trying to turn the situation around when I hadn't actually, I hadn't actually recognized or let myself process everything that I had just experienced because 
what I was then finding was happening is that would be that, you know, I'd go into the city, I'd go for an interview, the interview would go really well. Um, and they'd want me to come in again. And I'd be on this massive high, be like, yeah, winning, like I'm going in for interviews, I'm killing it. Woo-hoo. And then I come home and I'd burst into tears for two hours. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm on this crazy roller coaster. I'm going for interviews, I'm getting offered jobs, but then I'm coming home and I'm crying and, and I'm depressed and I don't know what I'm doing. And that was all because of the fact that I had dived in way too fast and I had not fully gone through the process that I just ran through with you guys on how to um, overcome that specific setback um, to put you in a good position to move forward. So yeah, it was, um, it wasn't until I think a few weeks after going for all these different interviews and, and all that, that I actually took a moment to just stop and I was like, okay, what has happened here? Um, how am I feeling right now? And what do I really want? And um, I really soaked it in and just started to reflect. And, you know, I took time to understand what I really wanted to do moving forward. And um, I'd fully accepted the redundancy by now and the decision that was made. Um, but from there, it was understanding, okay, well, how am I going to use this failure to fuel me to move forward? How am I going to overcome this setback and how am I going to grow as a person um, and change my life for the better? And here we are. (laughs) I'm now running three different business ventures. Um, I am living my life to the best of my ability and I'm creating the dream that I've always, I've always wanted. You know, I am finally living the life that I was meant to live and I feel absolutely amazing for it. We always want to take the magnifying glass and be brutally honest with ourselves because it is only then that we can move forward in the most effective way. We have dealt with our issues, we have recognized our failure, and we have learned from it. And because we have learned from it and we know how we can pivot or change as a person, we can then use that failure to fuel us. And the more self-aware you are, the more self-aware you become, the more likely it is that you will succeed because you know who you are. You know your faults, you know what you can give, you know your value, and you are insanely in tune with the person that you are. To finish up today's episode, I wanted to run through some key takeaways. Um, The first one being try to avoid going from one spectrum to the other, the rage bull or the terrified eggshell. To fail is to learn and to learn is to grow. Coming back from every failure will continue to shape you into the person you are. It will make you stronger and it will make you more self-aware. Not being afraid to fail is one of the most powerful mindsets you can have. The more we recognize our part to play in any kind of failure, the more self-aware we will become and the more successful we will be. Always remember, you can use any kind of failure to fuel you to be the person that you want to be. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into another episode of Not So Vanilla. If you did enjoy today's episode, please give me a star rating on whatever platform you listen to your podcast, share the episode with your networks, and always remember, enjoy living a little bit unconventionally, and let's chat next Wednesday.